We spoke already many times about the names of Sedes. Chotchaz the Pashtas is the number from the Sedes. Although it would seem that the names of Sedes are based on the fact that what's discussed or the word that appears at the beginning of the Sedes, and that's what it's named. But since it became a Minigis role, that is the custom that you didn't call it by that name. We know that a Minig, a Jewish Minig, is considered to be And in Teira, everything is in a very specific and accurate way. Is moving as the number for Yedda Sedd, so therefore. It's understood that the name of the Sedra also expresses what is contained in this Sedra, what is specific, what is so unique about this Sedra. As it's understood also from what the Balshemtiv teaches in regards to everything in the world, that the name that something has, the Hebrew word, the Hebrew name that something ha- is called by, is the chayas from the zach? That's what delivers the energy, the life force to that thing. The male is meramis and therefore, since this is this is the channel by which the energy, the chayas, is delivered to that entity, so it must contain, it must the name must represent what that entity is about. Underinian. As the Shema Frosha is Nish Stamless Imanaba sorry, the Shema Parsha is Nish Stamless Imanaba This idea that the name of the Parsha is not just, you need a word to call it by which is recognizable and will be specific to this Parsha, it's not just that. Is Muchach Oich from the Shem Fununza Parsha, that can be understood from the name of our Parsha itself, which is Truma. If you were to accept that the name of a Seder is simply because that's a word that's at the beginning of the Seder and that's why it's called by that name. But since a name has to be able to differentiate between one Seder and another, and if you have two Seders that start with the same word, so you can't call them both by that name. And for this reason, in most cases, you can't really use the very first word of the Seder because that is often a word which is shared by many different Sedras. So you can't use literally the first words of the Seder, because there are a number of Sedras which share the same word. The dogma, for instance, Eila Toldes, which is the beginning of Eila Toldes Noyach, it's the beginning of Eila Toldes Yitzchok. Um, so you can't use Eila Toldes or Toldes for both. But Yemer Hashem, or as many Seders begin, Hashem said. So you can't use that, the first words of the Seder, as the name of the Seder. Therefore, you have to choose a word which is close to the beginning of the parsha, but not literally the beginning of the parsha. And therefore, this seder will be distinguishable from other seders by its name, which would not be the case if you used 
the uh, the same words for two different sedras. So you use the first word, which is a word that many sedras begin with. So according to this, our parsha that you know was close to the beginning of the sedra is what you should choose for the name. If that were the case, then our parsha should not be called Truma, nor Vagviyichu, it should be called Viyichu. Vashtet Friyer and Nedentetzalas said that that's a word which is unique because it doesn't appear in other sedras as well, and it's closer to the beginning than the word Truma. Viyichu li Truma. So Viyichu comes first. From them is moving, therefore, since we did not choose, they, it wasn't chosen as the name, Viyichu wasn't chosen as the name, but rather Truma was chosen as the name. So from this we understand that those was merub the said of Hashem Truma is nish below Yisumis Samas and the mid the parsha it's not so therefore the word Truma is not just there so that we know which sedra we're talking about it's just like a name which doesn't have any meaning it just happens to be the early words in the parsha ice tail and ear from under a parsha and that you need a word which will be distinguishable that this parsha will be distinguishable by that name. Now we know, we understand that it's really about what the seder is about. Otherwise, the, the seder could have been called the yichu. But since truma was chosen, it means that it was chosen because it has the meaning and the content contains the theme of the seder. And that this is what identifies what's unique about this sedra, which makes the entire sedra different than all the other sedras. Dafen verstehen, so according to this we have to understand Lovad, so is was Lecheres, the in Vartrumen nicht, is gedrigt der Teuchen von der ganzen sedra. Besides for the fact that the word Truma does not seem to contain or to convey what is contained in this sedra, as will be explained a little further in Siv Beis, nor Nochmer, even more, the inyan from truma is nishkan chidush was a dafke in their seder. The the idea of truma is not something unique to this seder at all. Varam ezanifaran kamemine truma. There are a number of different types of truma which were given um, throughout the sedras. Obaloshon chazal as our sages tell us, eser truma saying that there are actually ten forms of truma that are discussed in the Torah. When our Pasha only discusses one of those types of truma, the truma for melechas hamishkan, specifically the truma for the work that was needed to build the mishkan, nafil uleit rashes chazal, and even according to what our sages tell us, is gimel trumas emuris kan. Our sages say Rashi quotes that there are three different trumas which are mentioned or alluded to in this sedra the Trumas Adonim and so on so, but it's still only three so there are more than one, there's three but it's still only three out of ten especially that when we use the Truma the word Truma without any other adjective to describe which Truma we're talking about is the Truma Vosmigitsum Kayin it usually refers to the Truma which is given to the Kayin the first fruits of the uh, of uh, grain and so on of uh, produce that is produced in Eretz Yisrael, that is grown in Eretz Yisrael. So that's what truma generally means. Hein vi zokmen as the nomen truma. So how could you say that the name truma hot in zir the teichem yuchet von der ganze sedra? That the word truma, which we call this sedra, 
somehow conveys what this entire sedra talks about. Where do you see that? The shasa the in atruma truma stam in an in under a sedus from Torah. Since the uh, discussion of truma is in many other sedus in the Torah, in fact, it's discussed at greater length that it's discussed in this sedra more so than the discussion of the Truma Samishkan over here so therefore why is this Sedra called Truma Pays then another thing the Teichem Yuchad from Unzer Sedra in Bepashtas what is the what is unique what is our Sedra what captures the the theme of our Sedra that Siva if Melechaz Vasiyas would be Mishkan for the most part, the Seder talks about the making, the, the creating of the Mishkan and the furnishings of the Mishkan. And it would seem that the, the, what, what most of the Seder talks about is the f- making of the Mishkan. And what, how does the word Truma convey that? The word truma only this only points to one thing in regards to the Mishkan, which is that the Yidden gave materials for the building of the Mishkan. But it doesn't talk about the building of the Mishkan itself. It doesn't, the word truma doesn't in any way convey the idea of the building of the Mishkan. As the word they shall make for me a Mikdash. So then, how could you say that w- the uh, <coughs> the theme of this seder, which is the building of the mishkan, the word truma is somehow conveyed in the word truma? The shaila in them is noch starker, and the question becomes even more pronounced. A general question: It would seem that this seder should begin. With the pasuk va'asuli migdash v'shachante b'seicha, that's the op- that should be the opening line of this discussion. That pasuk would have served as this captures what's going on, why we're doing all this, the foundation, and therefore the the right introduction to the discussion that's going to go on in the seder. From alitzavoyim from the seder because. Hashem stating, I want a Mishkan made, is the right introduction to, okay, so now you have to donate, and you have to build, and this is how you should build it. That should come even before the take from me that you should take, give donations for the Mishkan. Because the donations are given in order to be able to fulfill the first pasuk, which would be the first pasuk, make for me a mishkan. It should have said, Hashem spoke to Moshe and said, make for me a mikdash. And then go on to give the details. They sh- everybody should donate, and these are the things that you should build, and so on. And only after giving the akdama, the introduction, I want a mikdash to be built, a mishkan to be milled, then should come the details. First, you should donate. And then give the details of what needs to be put into it, how should it be made, and so on. From then, was the is magdim the But the fact 
that the, the Pasuk says first V'yichli Truma so the Pasuk of V'yichli Truma comes before Farim Pasuk Vasil Migdash before the Pasuk Vasil Migdash is Mashma Lehepach so then it would seem that it's the opposite as the word Truma brings the Reisdom Teichen Inin HaMishkem Mer be the Pasuk Vasil Migdash so we're left with the only conclusion that we could have which is since the V'yichli Truma is the introduction to the whole matter, to the whole discussion, it would seem that that contains and that captures the idea of the, the Mishkan even more than the Pasuk Vasil Migdash. So we have to understand what that is. The Yisaitim is even more. The Inyan HaMishkan is the Heipach von Inyan Behatruma. It would seem that the idea of Mishkan, the word Mishkan, seems to be the opposite of the word Truma. In Yonashal Mishkan is Kishmai. What is the idea conveyed by the word Mishkan? Like the word implies, Vishakhanti Besaycham, I shall dwell, rest amongst them. Thus haste, Nijde Yasiyasa Mishkan Basil Migdash, Nadashrasashina in Mishkan. The idea Mishkan means the place where Hashem dwells. So it's not about the building of the Mishkan, that doesn't capture the idea of the Mishkan, but rather the fact that Hashem dwells in that Mishkan, that's what captures it. And as long as there is, has not yet happened, that Hashem has dwelled, settled in the Mishkan, from the Shechina, that the Shechina hasn't settled there yet, even though everything that is reported about how it needs to be done, and everything was done, and, and it's all finished, it's not really called a Mishkan because Mishkan means the place where Hashem dwells if Hashem hasn't yet um, come down into the Mishkan then it isn't yet the true sense of a Mishkan the true meaning of a Mishkan even though everything has already been done the coming down of the Shechina into the Mishkan the fact that the Mishkan should contain the presence of Hashem, that can only be accomplished by, because Hashem wants it to happen and through His infinite ability to do whatever it is that needs to be done, even if it's contradictory. As the fact is that all the heavens and the heavens above the heavens cannot contain Hashem. So this building, this small building in comparison to the entire universe, which cannot contain the presence of Hashem, so this building is going to be able to contain the presence of Hashem, that's contra- that seems contradictory. In fact, this question that Shleim Amalek poses is a, a question that pertains always, it always, it's always true how could Hashem which is so infinite be contained in a limited building that the infinite uh, Hashem who is infinite that the heavens and the heavens above the heavens which means the, it means Atzilus and Bria and all of those uh, spiritual worlds as well, it doesn't just mean the sky cannot contain the true presence of Hashem and at the same time and this presence this essence of Hashem is found in this 
small building, relatively small building. But in them is mudgash, and that emphasizes that dust can uf ugitam verim bleisim zat kaychi is Of course, what that conveys is that although it's an impossible idea, but because Hashem decided that He wants to place His presence into this building, that's why He can do it. But only because He decided that that's how it should be. And it's not something that was accomplished by the people down here. Well, the people got together and they made a building especially dedicated to Hashem. So therefore he's going to be there. Of course not. Only because he decided that that's how it should be. But when we talk about the meaning of the word Truma, that to the contrary of the word Mishkan. The word Truma does not talk about the dwelling of the presence of Hashem in the Mikdash, that which is a result of, of Hashem's decision to do so. What does the word Truma mean? Nor does was the mensch tut in them. Truma conveys what the person, the people contribute to this uh, project. And even more so, in word truma nish mikdash is a film nish merumos within nivus hamashkin kumt on unvedem ayvishnes. The word truma, which simply says the people give, but it doesn't talk at all about how does that giving end up as a part of the mishkan. How does that go from I gave it to it was accepted by Hashem to become part of His mishkan? The word truma doesn't convey that at all. Nor blows the afrasha sa'adam. Truma only means what the person gives. All it talks about is the contribution of man. It doesn't talk about at all about how the contribution of man is incorporated into the godly aspect of the Mishkan. And the word Mishkan expresses only that Hashem has decided that He will place Himself into the Mishkan. So the word Truma and Mishkan are actually two opposites. They convey two opposite ideas. The human contribution and the godly contribution. So in other words, we need to understand why the name Truma was chosen for this parsha, and how does that convey the true essence of the Mishkan. In fact, the whole Mishkan seems to be the opposite of the idea of Truma. So we'll understand this by first explaining a general question that could come up on this matter. So Why does the Torah go into so much detail to describe every detail of how the Mishkan was built and, and the details of the boards and then of the, of the coverings and every single detail about the Mishkan. Why does the Torah find it necessary to explain all that? Or as our sages expressed this question, it's all in the past. This is something that happened back in the Midbar, and it's never going to happen again. The Torah itself expresses that the Mishkan is only a temporary dwelling place for Hashem. As it says in the Pasuk, and I will travel in an oil in a tent. A tent conveys the opposite of permanence, transitory. So it's only temporary. 
it's only a command that was given only for the time at the time over there as the Rambam says that the Mishkan was only temporary as it says in the Pasuk because you have since you have not yet come to the inheritance which means as Yisrael in as Yisrael you'll build a permanent place for Hashem but now you haven't reached there yet so there's a temporary Mishkan the command of Asul Migdash in its permanence is only the Beis Migdash in Yerushalayim. The Beis Eilamim, that which is called the house which is eternal, it's always going to be there. So then why is it so important for the Yidin to have to learn every detail about this temporary Mishkan and we have to learn it every year, all the time wherever we are it, uh, it's something that we're learning for the last thousands of years again and again every, every year and what for? what do we need to know all this for? and this is still studied after the Mishkan was already placed uh, put away, hidden away and we no longer use it even back then and instead of the Mishkan a permanent Beis Hamidosh was built so why are we still learning about the Mishkan which is already put away and set aside and it's no longer in use we can understand why we have to talk and learn about the halachas and the story and so on of the Beis Hamidosh both of them how they were built even though it's true that they also were destroyed uh, eventually but still we have to learn it so still Yidin, we as Yidin have to know the story and the way that the Beis HaMikdash was built both of them and we have to know it in, re- in regard to the future Beis HaMikdash that we are going to have to build because most of the the building of the Beis Hamikdash in the future is miyusa is all based on the architecture of the first and the second Beis Hamikdash. But what do we have to know at this time? The But why do we have to know about the Mishkan? Nachmer even more. Ben Gay, the Beis Hamikdash is the key of a limit from the Protebinian Abayis Nish nor Achan of Achsharutz Abinin Laasit. In regards to the Beis Hamikdash, the learning of it and the reading about it and so on, and even with the details, is not just in order to be able to be ready for building the third Beis Hamikdash. Val Kishiyabana Beis Hamikdash Yesh Lishma Velasat because when we build the third Beis HaMikdash we will also have to follow the, the structure of the earlier Beis HaMikdash so it's not just about that nor Nochmer, it's even there's more at stake in the reason why we need to learn about the first and second Beis HaMikdash because because when we read and learn about the way the Beis HaMikdash the first and second Beis HaMikdash were built is vida evish tahad gezakt is as Hashem Himself stated ani ma'ila aleim ki iluheim oiskim bebinin abayis Hashem considers it as if the yidden are actually involved in the actual building of the Beis Hamikdash when we learn about it in the Torah it's as if we are actually doing it says Hashem as the Medrash relates 
on Kabir Chazal, and as our sages explained, that Durv Dem Bavarutman Azazul Nidzaim Binyan Basi Bottle, that because we learn it, it's Hashem sees it as we're making sure that it should not be a thing of the past, that it's no longer relevant, so we're still keeping it alive by learning it, and it's going to come back and be, and it's as if we're building it now, and then it'll come back and it'll continue. And there was never a break, because we always learned about it. But when can we say this? That's when we learn the halachas and the structure of the, the Beis Hamikdash. For Zayim Binyan is a mitzvah because the bin, building of the Beis Hamikdash is an ongoing mitzvah. It's a mitzvah which is eternal. It always goes on. It's just that, in fact, actually we can't actually build it now. But the chiyuv the obligation to build a Beis Hamikdash pertains even now. It's always we have to always have a Beis Hamikdash. The fact that we can't now because Hashem decided that until Mashiach comes we're not going to be able to build it. Fine, so we don't do it. But it, we need to do it. We should be doing it if we only could. So that's why learning about it is is as if we're doing it. Mashenkin the Mishkan. When we talk about the Mishkan, is the Mishkan was only something that was meant to be temporary. So what's the point of learning all of the details now? Dalit. It would seem that we could answer this way. As was discussed once in the past. As the tzivah v'asel imidus shchandi b'seicham, that this, the uh, command in this week's parsha, they shall make for me a migdash and I will dwell amongst them. Chot sheshteid b'negei binyan amishkan, even though that pasuk is written specifically about the mishkan, because it's in this week's parsha which talks about the mishkan, is the sabrat tzivah ledayrus. But in fact, this was a mitzvah that Hashem was commanding eternally. He's saying, build a place for Hashem. In the Midbar, it was a temporary dwelling. Later, you will build a permanent place, but it's all based on this Pasuk, Basil Migdash. At Sibri of Allah Bet Batem Migdashes, this Pasuk is the, the place where Hashem gives the mitzvah for building all of the eventual Batem Migdash, Kail the Migdash Asr, including even the third base of Migdash. Thus, haste that the Sibri of Allah Bet Migdashes lent me up from the Sibri of Binna Mishkan, in other words, that the mitzvah. The command of Hashem to build Batei Mikdashis, the first and the second and then the, the, eventually the third, are all based, we all learn it from the fact that Hashem said, build a Mishkan. Zayisvayden, in addition to this, Hagam as the tzivuyum pratim from Midas Arkevedachvay, from Beis HaMikdash, and given Anders Vim Mishkan, even though it's true that the form and the shape and the architecture and the size and so on of the eventual Beis Hamikdash was different than the one in the Mishkan. The Mishkan was what smaller and so on. But the main features of the of the Beis Hamikdash that there should be a Kedush Hakadoshim in it, there should be an outer room, and the which furnishing should be in it, and there should be a Mizbeach and so on. The main point, the main structure even though not the size and so on, but follows the Mishkan. Kimivorbi Ramam, as the Ramam explains, as Azoy Oich from the Mtsivi of Tumas Venidus Mishkan, 
The same is true also that since Hashem commanded that the Yidin should bring donations for the building of the Mishkan, lent menarois, from this we learn, in regards to the Beis HaMikdash as well, that everybody has the obligation to build and to help and support them both physically, that they should come and help, and financially they should help, and it re- it pertains to Anoshim, Venoshim, to the men and to the women. Where do we know all this? That there's a mitzvah to contribute and to help out because it says in our, our parsha, the Yikhuli Truma. That's how we know that in the in the future, by in regards to the Beis Hamikdash, there is the same mitzvah that everybody has to help out. Tostofiz is moving. So from this we could understand as Oich the Kriya Velimut for Melachas Hamishkan is Negayet Zehelfen. Unhelped as the binyan beis hamidos zayinke the boys. So from this we can understand that by us learning about what what went on in the building of the mishkan, of course it helps to understand what needs to be done in the third beis hamidos. So many of the of the future features of the beis hamidos are based on the mishkan, including the fact that everybody has to help out. The yisaidim is doing even more yeshleimer. We could say. At least from the inner perspective, from the perspective of Chsidis. The fact that that's how it actually happened. That what? First, they, we built a temporary Mishkan. In Zman from the day and Loi Botsamadata, in the time when the Yidn had not yet come to their permanent place in Eretz Yisrael. And only after that we went to the next step, which is to build a permanent place for the Beis Hamikdash. Is it the Farvas Is the Seder in Eifin Kiyim Hamitzvah in Lakavet? It's not just that. That's how it turned out. It's that's how it was designed to be to turn out to happen. It went step by step. You start small and then you move to a to a break, greater achievement. In other words, free mishkan oil aray. First, the seder of avoda is you start with something simple, with something temporary, an oil, a tent. And also in a, that it moves; it's also portable. It doesn't have its place where it stays always. The mishkan traveled. It was went from place to place. When erged and only after that, hot gekenzain was was there able to be the next step, which is bias bias. It's a house, not an oil, not a tent. It's a building, a permanent building. Kfiyus, and it has its place where it needs to be. It never moves from the harabayis in Yerushalayim, and nitzchias, and that it goes on. It's it's uh, eternal. It's not temporary. The house which is called the eternal house in Yerushalayim. So, in other words, not that just that's how it turned out. It was designed to happen that way. We start with a smaller temporary building and then we move on to a permanent, to a more permanent building and that's how it was meant to be. And therefore, the same pertains also to our learning about how to build the, the Beis HaMikdash. 
in order for us to be able to fulfill that it's as if we're actually building the Beis Amigdash because we learn about it it's not enough that we learn only about the permanent one the, the eventual Beis Amigdash we have to go through the steps of how it unfolds so we have to first learn about the temporary Mishkan and we have to even learn those details in the Mishkan which were not incorporated into a, the eventual Beis Amigdash because every step of the process is what leads to the next step so we have to learn that way too and only after we learned the first step the Mishkan with all of its details even the ones that don't pertain to the second the, the next base of Migdash we have to learn about it and only then could we get to the next step by learning about the permanent base of Migdash and only then could Hashem say I consider it as if they are actually building the base of Migdash because in building the Beis Hamidus, just like it had to go through those steps, so learning about it also has to go through those same steps. So that could be somewhat of an explanation of wh- about why we need to learn about the Mishkan today with all its details. The Zabanish Maspik, but it's not enough of an explanation to capture why it's so important to do it. For in Bibaldas, since the Torah, by its own definition, is eternal. Just like it actually was such a situation, but the Mishkan is Gishtanim Befneyatsmai. There was a Mishkan which stood. And it was through building this Mishkan, which is temporary, that we fulfilled the Mitzvah in those days of Asilimigdash. We have to say, therefore, as Oich Der Inin Zanitzchi that the Mishkan also has some sort of an eternal dimension to it that we were able to fulfill the Asil Amigdash by building that kind of a Mishkan that there is something about something about the Mishkan even in its temporary um, in its temporary nature which has with it spiritually at least a, an eternal aspect dimension to it hey so to explain that in regards to the, the, the when did Hashem settle into the world down here in the world we find two opinions in the Medrash according to one's Maimachazal this happened, Hashem descended into the world by Matan That's when Hashem stopped the original decree which He had made that the uh, upper should not come down to the lower and the lower should not rise up to the upper. And He, he did away with that separation. But Omar, by Matan He said, From now on, the lower can rise up to the upper and the upper can come down to the lower meaning the spiritual can come into the physical world and the physical world could rise up to a spiritual dimension 
and I will be the one to start the new system. As it says in the passage, that Hashem came down on Mount Sinai. In other words, Hashem in His spirit, in His super physical, He, be, he transcends the physical, came down onto the physical mountain. Look, Stephen, it says in the passage, and he said to Mesha, which is a physical being, to come up to Hashem. So in other words, here, he did away with the separation between the upper and the lower. But that's, so that's one place that the Chazal say, that by Matan Teira, that's when Hashem descended into the world. In another place, they say, when did Hashem come down to dwell in the world? on the day that the Mishkan was put up so was it by Matan Torah was it when the Mishkan was put up and it's understood as that one says one thing and the other one says the other thing Matan Torah or the building of the Mishkan and they're not arguing they're saying two different things but they're both agreeing in what way the is given how did the Shekhinah end up in the world by Matan Torah? It's because Hashem said, I will start the process. I'm coming down. And since it was something that was initiated, it was only because Hashem decided that that's what's going to happen. Is the riba therefore, even though when Hashem was on the mountain, so the, the law was that if anybody touches the mountain it's holy and you're not allowed to touch the mountain if somebody touches it it will die because it was absorbed by holiness there was holiness that was attached or embedded into the physical mountain of Har Sinai but on the other hand as soon as the, uh, the shoifer blew to signal the end of Matan the Simen Silag Ashkina, which means that was the sign that Hashem has ascended up from the mountain, is Hema Yalabahar. Now anybody can walk on the mountain again. It's now a free, anybody can come to the mountain. No longer holiness embedded into the mountain. The Harsinai is Giblibim, Vifrir, Chayl. The Harsinai went back to its former state, which is non holy, just ordinary. So that's what happened by the Hashra Sashkina of of Harsin of Matantaira. Mashenka Dashra Sashkina Ba Mishkan. But when we talk about Hashem's resting being in the Mishkan, his Gikumadurba Asulamigdash, that came not because Hashem decided. It came because he commanded the Yidin, you shall make for me a Mikdash. Alidea Siz bin Israel was through the efforts and the accomplishments of the Yidin. The Pasuk emphasizes In fact, the Pasuk keeps reiterating this idea in regards to the building of the Mishkan and they shall make the Oren and you shall make the, the you shall make the Mishkan in this way. So in other words, putting it all on the Yidden. You are building the Mishkan. And since the came through the efforts of the people, is the Ketusha That's why the Ketusha was, when it came down, it stayed, it remained. Is the, in the Chefzegeshim from the Mishkan. It's not that the, the, like by Har Sinai, as long as Hashem was there, 
So the mountain took on holiness. But it wasn't that the mountain became holy because as soon as Hashem left, the mountain was no longer holy. But by the Mishkan, the Mishkan itself absorbed the holiness of, the, of Hashem. So the, the Mishkan itself became a holy place. The Mishkan, the, the Ketusha attached itself to the Mishkan itself and to every detail, to every part of the Mishkan. The signatories of Chsidis Veloshna Medishanal. In the words of Chsidis, as expressed by this Medish, the Ashros of Shkina Bishasman Tedes Givem Itzadlamaila. The dwelling of the Shkina by Matan was only because Hashem decided to come down. It came all from Him. As it says in the Medish, actually, I will start it. In other words, I'm going to do it. As it says, Hashem came down on Sinai. As the mechuvim from elyanim yedul tachtainim is, as tachtainim yalu elyanim, and since the purpose of the upper coming down to the lower is, of course, for the purpose to allow the lower, the human, the physical, to be able to rise up to the spiritual. That the world should become a place of holiness, a place inviting to Hashem. When the ma'ila is dachein kaya chasupayil. And since from the, in Hashem's world, the moment something is able to happen, He doesn't need to actually go through the motions of making it happen. If it's a possibility, then it's a reality. In His world, the possibility is the reality. It doesn't have to go through the motions like a person that is able to sing. If, unless He sings, He's not singing. But Hashem, any, uh, any possibility is already the reality. So therefore, as soon as he came down, the lower already became, it became a place where it, which is inviting to him. So in other words, because Hashem came down on Har Sinai, the purpose of which was to allow the lower to be able to become absorbed by Kedusha, so even though it didn't actually happen yet, because the people didn't yet do anything on their own to make it their reality, but Hashem doesn't need that for it to be real to Him. If that's the purpose of it, then that is the new reality. So therefore, by Matan Torah, we see an expression of this also in the fact that the sound of Hashem's voice came from every direction. And it came from heaven and it came from earth. The, when Hashem spoke the Ten Commandments, it was coming from every direction, from, the, from heaven and from earth and so on. The Hainu, what this means is, that the world, every direction, earth, the, he, the sky, everything shouted out, cried out, I am God, your God. In other words, the world, the physical world, expressed that idea that Hashem is the only, uh, the only existence even though nobody had done yet anything as, we, as the Medrash and Chassidus say that Matan Torah was it was all the, the doing of Hashem people had not yet done anything to make it happen but because in his reality that was what the purpose was so it already happened but of course later it stopped the Shlem is Zaba, but the ultimate purpose of the creation is as the Tachtainen Zolver Nadir Tzai Emei Vishnishna Dudem Peil 
The purpose of, is, of course, that the world, the physical, the physical dimension of the world, should become a place where Hashem that invites Hashem, and not only because Hashem superimposed His reality onto the lower reality. It has to become the reality from below, the reality that the lower, the physical world expresses. In other words, in the in the Matan uh, it was Hashem superimposing His reality onto the world. But since it was lacking a dimension, which is that we haven't, you know, we would rather have something that we accomplished on our own because that's what Hashem designed the world in such a way that people um, appreciate that which they do so therefore there has to be in the, the lower the human the, the world has to accomplish in order to make it real to them so in other words therefore it has to be something that we accomplish not that Hashem superimposes His reality but that we make it we accomplish it and that becomes the reality from below as well that the world the person should make a dira, make the world into a place which invites Hashem and that's what happens through the and that's what the Mishkan has over even Mishkan that the bringing the Shekhinah into the world, not like by Matan Torah, that it was all from his doing, but it happened because the Yidden created the Mishkan, the Yidden built the Mishkan. For us who they shall make for me a Mikdash, that's how, and that's why it brought it into the reality of the Tachten as well. And that explains why the Pasik puts as the introduction to the Mishkan the Pasik of the Yikhulitruma, they shall take from me donations. Because this idea that the Mishkan, the purpose of the Mishkan is that it should be done through the people. That is expressed in the word truma, that it's something that they are giving, they're going to do it, not so much in the word mikdash, which means Hashem came down. Vav. Truma hatsveitaichin. The word truma has two meanings. Number one, Pirush Rashi, as Rashi explains it, hafrosha, to separate away. Everyone should take some of his uh, materials and separate it away from their own and give it to the Mishkan. Number two, harama. It means to elevate. Truma means to elevate. These two meanings of the word truma, which are actually integra- integrally connected to each other. It's not only that the elevation of the world and everything in the world, like the zav, the gold, and the silver, and so on, all the materials that he asked for, that the elevating the world to godliness is accomplished through the person separating it, the person making it happen. That's what brings together the two meanings. But it also describes not just that it happens as a result of the Yid, 
separating it and therefore it becomes elevated to Hashem but it also describes how this happens the word truma afrasha, the word truma in the sense of separating is matkish it emphasizes as nisht alzvaser hot der avek. separating means don't give everything that you have you separate some of what you have and you give it to the Beis to the holiness you separate a part of what you own to Hashem and it is thus made him and he elevates that part and he gives it upwards he gives it to a higher purpose he gives it to Hashem to me meaning for my sake that they should give it to me for my sake in other words bring it into the holiness of Hashem and that there is a difference between the two different ways in which Hashem is brought into the world when this happens as a result of what happened that Hashem made it happen as by Matan Torah then Hashem dwells in all if He comes down into the world he is so much higher than the world that everything becomes one entity. The whole world is one entity and he is everywhere equally. On the other hand, when the Shechina is brought into the world through the efforts of the Tachten, of the human, of the physical, then there is a difference about how I do it. It's, it's according to what I've accomplished every person accomplishes differently so it comes according to how much I want to donate and it goes in an orderly fashion you start small and you grow in your, in your bringing about holiness there are the the lower elements which are not by nature bottled to Hashem and the Yid through his efforts gives some of because if you, if you try to bite off too much then you're not going to accomplish anything so you give only a part some of what is there and that little bit you're able to elevate to lift up and to make it holy hope this he lifts it up to Hashem that's how you start you take a little bit of what you have and you elevate it to Hashem but then it goes from one level to another and then he goes uh, to the next step he gives a little more and perhaps in a more difficult area of the world a place where he wouldn't be able to elevate yet he goes down to a deeper level a lower level and is able to elevate that as well is the ganze Welt of Vernadira until eventually the entire world becomes a place for the Mevish and Durch becomes a place where Hashem can dwell through the Aveda of the Yid. So another difference, in other words, if we if it happens from above down, from top down, is that the whole world is equally bottle. Everything is equally holy. But when a Yid has to do it, you have to do it according to where you stand, your station in, in your spiritual life some people can only uh, manage a little bit to elevate a little bit of what they have 
in a somewhat elevation and others, you know, or the next step would be that you can go down to a deeper level and give a little more and so on it has, you have to work in a step-by-step fashion and this difference is not only about the order of which it can happen nor does but it also it's expressed in what kind of bittel how is something how does it see itself as being totally bottled to Hashem when it comes from top down because Hashem revealed himself this brings about an entire bittle everything becomes bottle the very nature of the world becomes bottle because when Hashem reveals himself in that way it leaves nothing to be able to be independent nothing could see itself independent in the place of Hashem in the, rev- in the godly revelation of Hashem so everything is totally bottled as our sages say in regards to Matan Torah that a uh, the birds didn't chirp and the animals didn't uh, low or whatever they do because everything became still even the animals recognized their bittle to Hashem on the other hand the type of bittle that comes because Hashem has descended through the efforts of the person especially at the beginning of Aveda when a person is not yet hasn't grown yet in their Aveda in other words when the, they're just starting to build the Mishkan is as blois and it's it's not yet a harama that everything is elevated and is totally bottle. It's just a separation, and then from zaymetzias and get us up, get us up. I take a little bit of who I am, and I'm willing to give that to Hashem. Or is does made him and he lifts it up. He higher than I am to my vision. but not in a way that I see myself and I give myself up totally and completely to Hashem at the beginning of Avedah that doesn't work the best that can be asked of a person at the beginning is take a little bit of yourself give some of your metzias give some of your time some of your money some of your energy to Hashem but not that everything about me is just focused on Hashem that's not yet where a person is up to at the beginning of Aveda. A mensch mitzad atzmai kenish lagam reshelu zainam avatl zainam etzam amitziyashle because a person from his on his own without some outer influence is not able to completely be mevatl as omitziyas. It takes something outside of yourself, something bigger, a godly inspiration, and someone to allow you to be mevatl your mitziyas. In Merkulazdika Isis, in uh, to put it in uh, to put it in like sort of almost like a catchphrase, the Matan Teira Bitla Tachten by Matan Teira Hashem gave from above that caused an absolute total Bittel. Ba'asiyas Amishkan when we create the Mishkan, his Dachachos Atachten then the it refines the lower, meaning it's a gradual process, more more refined, more refined, and so on. Zayin.
And this is the time was the Torah rechen toys the Allah you gimel tezvav prate dvarim was any was any in the truma from Lech Zemishkan. That's why the Torah goes through all the thirteen different materials or fifteen different materials which are net needed for the Mishkan. While in Avodas Adam to machem from the Inyan Yoel Madir Leizvarich because when it's up to the person to make the world into a place for Hashem is the Avodah Valiyah from Yedna Chelik from Velten Anander Eifin. Every part of the world has to be approached in a different way. Everything has to be dealt with in its way. So every detail needs to be mentioned separately. There's a way to elevate gold, there's a way to elevate silver and wool and so on. It's, it's a different approach, it's a different way that you have to donate it or give it, both in separ- giving it and also in elevating it each element of the creation needs its way that it's going to be elevated as opposed to when Hashem does it everything is equal all of it becomes totally bottle everything equally that explains why the mitzvah of taking the truma comes before the mitzvah of making a mikdash and also why the name of the seder is truma while the Iker Inyan Achidosh from the Seder is the Tachlis from the Rebbe Tachtoinim Bebinin Amishkan. Because what's what is the theme of the Seder? That making a Mikdash, making a Mishkan, and through this, uh, the uh, through this creating a Rebbe Tachtoinim. Was Vert Uvgetana Yedei Avodas Pulos Adam, and that how do we make a Rebbe Tachtoinim through the efforts of the person? Was Seder. Vasidra, that the order of this is that you have to start small and, and grow from there and it starts with first separating some of your materials then it goes to truma elevating it and only then can you talk about mikdash total and absolute holiness and it's only through this that we actually accomplish the purpose of the creation of the world that it should penetrate and bring along also the lower elements and not what happened by Matan Taira that it was all superimposed from above and therefore wasn't absorbed by the lower and that's the idea of Truma the to bring the Shekhinah down into the, into the, to the world or through to, to the Mishkan through the efforts of the person after this had already happened by Matan Torah because Hashem made it happen as I said I'll start the uh, process so now it has to happen through the Avaida of the person and only through this do you really get the Shekhinah? Do you get the essence of Shekhinah to come down into the world? And so now, in other words, that it's the Truma which is what's going to make this Parsha accomplish what this Parsha is trying to accomplish. Bringing the Shekhinah into the world, into the Mishkan, into the world. And the myth is Eich Muvan, was the Seder Heist Truma, and that's why the, the name of the Seder is Truma, while the Shleimus of Maila from Allah Eser Truma is because what is the ultimate purpose, and when do they reach their apex? All of the Trumas is the as Vertu is as it's expressed in our Parsha, on the, in the Truma, Hafrasha, Vaharama, 
when discussing the truma, both in the sense of separating and also in the sense of elevating, that a mishkan is brought about, happens not because Hashem makes it happen, but because the people make it happen. And that's what the main idea of truma is. And based on this, we can also explain that how the Mishkan itself, not the Mishkan in the sense that it is the, prepara- the preparatory step for getting to the Mikdash, but how the Mishkan itself is and Inyanitzchi is also an eternal idea. The Mishkan itself, in its state as it is temporary, is also an eternal idea. Because we know that the Taira is eternal, so every part of the Taira is eternal. The fact that that's when the idea of Truma, that's conveyed by Truma, which is the Aveda as it is from below, on the, on the part of the people, is given Nishna the Farvas is Nochmat Taira. It was not only because since Matan Torah was over and the Shechina had lifted up, as we say, after the, the Shefer had blown, the similar Siddhartha Shechina, which indicated that the Shechina had ascended back into heaven. And therefore, there was no longer the manifestation of Hashem being here in this world. It's not only that. That's not the only reason why now the people had to start contributing and do their own Aveda because the Hashem had gone back and now it's up to you. It's more than that. It's also because they were in the desert. Midbar Beruchni is what is the meaning of a desert in the spiritual sense? Is an or to Matzavas Loyoshev Adam Ha'elion Shalakis Hashem. A desert is a place, a place where man does not live there. But the word Adam, which means Adam Elion, it also was an indication of godliness. Loyoshav, the the Adam Shalakise, the Hashem, which is sitting on, which is the image of Hashem on the throne, so to speak, it refers to Hashem. And Hashem is not sitting there. What does that mean? There is no revelation, there's no manifestation of Hashem because He's not permanent there. He's, he's not sitting there. Sitting is an indication of permanency where it's settled. If somebody's moving around, He's not sitting. Sitting means settled. So there's no revelation, there's no presence of Hashem that can be sensed at least. When we talk about a city, on the other hand, which is the place where people live, they're settled there. That refers to, in the spiritual sense, a place where there is manifestation of godliness. That's a place where the man from above, meaning Hashem, is settled there, is revealed there. So a midbar is a place where there is no revelation of godliness. And that's generally the difference between the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash, as it was in Yerushalayim. The Beis Hamikdash had menuv gibuit nachdem beiden zayni gikum menala menucha v'lanachla. The Beis Hamikdash was built only after the Yidden had come to the place where they were going to be permanent, to the place where they were settled. 
then when they left the desert and they came to a place where people do live meaning where there is a, God, a revelation there is a presence of godliness and where did they build so first of all it's, they built it in a place where people do dwell meaning that Hashem is there as opposed to the Midbar where there is no um, manifestation of Hashem and they, they built it in Es Yisrael, not just in any settled place, but rather the, in a, the type of land about which it says, It's the country in which, it's the geographical, loca- geographical location about which it is said that the eyes of Hashem are upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, which means many places are settled places but Etz Yisrael is a place where Hashem is fully engaged with that place even in Etz Yisrael in Yerushalayim it was in the holy city of Yerushalayim Yerushalayim. the word Yerushalayim means a place of complete fear of Hashem a place of complete reverence of Hashem Shleim even in Yerushalayim it was in the holiest place in Yerushalayim the place which uh, Yaakov Avinu said this is the gate to heaven so that's where the Beis HaMesh was built is the Inyan HaMikdosh the Dir so this idea of the Mikdosh the place where Hashem is going to dwell which we create out of physical elements and uftu was kum nish in gansim adam. So that place is not just brought about through the efforts of man, but it's also nor oich mitzad But it also has an element of because Hashem chose that place, so it does have influence from Hashem, not just the influence of man. The get lechabechira bektusha is godly chosen and therefore holy. And because Hashem chooses it, that's what makes it more um, possible for the holiness to be there. In Midbarabar, however, when we talk about the desert, which is not a place where people live, and we know what that means spiritually. And it's not at all a place which is fitting opportune to be a, uh, to receive godliness the Adarabah to the countries is Midbara Amim it's called the the desert of the nations it's a place of uh, of snakes and scorpions and uh, poisonous snakes and a thirst because there is no water meaning there's no Torah there's no water is holiness Dort is the Asiyas Hamishkan Oif Machen Dort Adirav Hadamayvishn Durch Ois Mitzadavaydus Adam Beifishal Truma. Over there in the Midbar, that's where you get the real meaning of it needs the efforts of man, because Hashem did not choose that place as his pla- as the holy place, as the place where He's going to be fully engaged with. It's a desert, which is the the territory of the Goyim of the snakes and scorpions, which all mean Klipa, and that's where the real meaning of Human efforts to create a holy place is fully recognized over there. And the far dafke from Migdash Hamidbar, and that's why it's from this Migdash, the, the, the Mishkan that was built in the desert, 
that's where that's where we take our lesson and we take our the energy the uh, the power to be able to accomplish this as mana golus that even in the time of Golos, when we don't see miracles now. In our, what we call the desert of the nations, because the Jewish people are in a desert amongst the nations. And here in this, in this Midbar, in our Golos, in our Midbar, because we don't see any godliness any revealed godliness it's a dark and double dark and a yet again double dark so we take the lesson and we take the kayach from the Yidden having made a mishkan in that midbar that's how we know that we can do it also in our situation we have the ability we have the power to be able to build a mishkan here, that we should Hashem should we should make a place for Hashem to be able to be amongst us here in our midbar in our desert, which means in our golos, and that's why it's so important to learn about the mishkan there, which happened in that midbar, so that ha- now we know that we can do it here in golos too. Tess. Al and based on this, we can also understand the tam favos the tzivayef and binyan amigdash. Why it is that the the mitzvah of building a base amigdash in Eretz Yisrael lengthened up for mishkan dafke that we learn it from the pasuk that is written by the mishkan. Since the um, What's so unique about Hashras Hashchina in the Beis Hamikdash as opposed to Matan Torah is because here it's done through human effort. And there, in is given be ikir and mer begolim mishkan shuvah midbar tafke. And this idea that it's done through the efforts of man was even more manifest, was more even more clear and obvious when it was done in the Mishkan. Eh, sorry, in the Mishkan, which was done in the desert, even more than in, in the Beis Hamikdash. And from this we learn that that is also the main point of the Beis HaMikdash as well. It's about the efforts of the human. And based on this we can explain at least from the inner dimension. Why the Rambam, he calls it the, he calls the Mishkan the Mikdash, the holy place in the desert Under, in the Halacha, where does he refer to it that way? only in one place in the Halacha where he says and everybody has the obligation to build and to assist themselves and with their wealth men and women like it was done in the holy place in the Midbar Suddenly, he refers to it as the mikdash, which was in the midbar. has the the mishkan and Even though when he mentions the mishkan in earlier alacha, he doesn't use that term, the mikdash that was in the midbar. Why here? The reason is a del inyan vasis da by binyan beis lived on the side by atzma This idea that a per, that we all are obligated to help and build ourselves, which means the human effort 
with our money, with our wealth, with our self, our physical uh, help. truma. The avedah of the person in a way of giving, helping, and so on. Nemsich fun on his bedugmas migdash midbar. It comes from the fact that this was that's how it happened in the midbar. The fact that it's a mishkan that was built in a place where there is no godliness. That's a place which has no connection to the revelation of godliness. A midbar is not the place for that. And that mishkan was done completely through the efforts of man. As we said before, not like the Beis Hamikdash, which was built in the chosen place, in the holy land, in the holy city, on the holy mountain, and so on. The Mishkan over there was in the Midbar, and that's we were able to do it through our own efforts. So that informs also the mitzvah to that we have to contribute. It where do we get the kayach for it? How do we know that we have to do it? They did it in the Mishkan. We could do it today too. Yud. And that's also the lesson about from the Mishkan and the Truma for every person individually in Yedin's man and every time on uh and wherever whenever you we are. Whenever we happen to be in this world. As it can happen from time to time. As I eat filled that a person feels as there is in in a from midbar, person gets into a to a rut and he feels like he's in a desert. Spiritually, I'm right now. I'm dried out spiritually, arid, like a desert. I'm in a place where there is no I, Hashem is not part of my daily life and so on. As nothing holy is sitting within me. In other words. I mean, and fleetingly there is things that I do, but there's nothing settled. I don't feel rooted in holiness. godliness. So a person could fall into a hopelessness. You know, I'm so far from godliness. There's nothing godly within me, and so on. Zakman, and so we say, we say to him, as his daughter, that there is a holiness that can be created in the arid desert. To the contrary, in fact, the whole mitzvah of making a holy place for Hashem, the whole mitzvah of the Mishkan, the building the Beis Hamidrash was given to the Yidin when they were in the situation of a, a desert. Just like you are. We are able to bring holiness, we are able to create a Mikdash, even in a place of, when you feel like a desert. And when a Yid makes a Mishkan, even when we are in a place of the desert. We have the added um, quality that there is more light when it's created from a place of darkness. Until we get to the place which is called the desert as it is in the holy side, 
Till now we describe what the desert is in a negative way, but there is also a positive, a holy aspect to the to the desert, which is to the adam hu. It's rooted in the pasuk. It's expressed by the pasuk. He is not a man. We're talking about Hashem. He is not a man. What does that mean? There is a level in godliness which is transcendent of what we call Adam Elyain, the man of above, meaning the Hashem as he is on the throne and the holy throne in the heavens, as was seen by the prophet. But then there is a higher level, a place which is higher than being the man on the throne. That's a much deeper level in godliness, and that's the what Midbar Tikdusha expresses that we reach a level of Hashem where he can't be referred to as Adam Elyon. And we reach that by making a holy place when we are in the Midbar, we reach the Midbar Diktusha, that level of godliness which is transcendent of the Adam Elyon.